Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who left the corporate world to follow my gut and leap into the online business space. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests with incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here because we are about to load your toolbox up with tools to navigate this crazy season of life. Because yes, it's the season to be jolly, as they say, but sometimes it's also the season where we get a little overwhelmed or stressed, or we have to navigate interesting family dynamics. Let's just be real about it. And I actually did a podcast recently, episode number 105, that's all about family dynamics. It was released on Thanksgiving, so I wanted to make sure that I kept you in the loop about it if you missed it on Thanksgiving. It's about releasing expectations of roles of people in our family. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. I'll link it in the show notes. If you're about to like get on a flight and you have to turn on airplane mode, download it and be ready. And you're just going to have a lot different perspective as you navigate family situations. And then today I want to combat that other situation of stress or overwhelm. So we're going to talk about one way to manage overwhelm in real time, and then three ways to proactively avoid overwhelm in the future. So like I said, your toolbox is loaded up as we move through this holiday season and into the new year. But here's the thing. We're going into the new year. We're going into a legit new decade, which is so crazy. And I know a lot of us are making plans and setting goals for the new year. And that's what we do kind of this time of season. So I had to keep you in the loop about a brand new online community. I'm so freaking pumped about that's kicking off in January called The Collective. Because if you like this podcast, I really think The Collective is going to be your jam and help you just elevate to the next level. So basically what I wanted to do was design a super affordable and convenient way for you to get three main things out of joining The Collective. Number one, I wanted you to have a deeper dive on the podcast content. So basically what I'm doing is you're going to get access to an online portal where every single month you're going to get three 15 minute or less videos with me with worksheets that you can actually download to really take your personal growth and learning to the next level with that video component, but not having to spend tons of time since obviously I know you're busy. So basically, I'm going to do the legwork. I'm going to get all this content, condense it, and teach it to you in a fun way like we're girlfriends, you know, having coffee. But the video component is the game changer. And it's just something that I can't provide with this podcast medium, right? And then number two that I wanted you to get is a community because tribe is everything, right? So you're going to be amongst women from all across the globe that are also part of the collective that are interested in personal growth and connecting with other women and just cultivating this epic community, which is one of my favorite things to do ever. And I know it's a really important part. Honestly, I would say crucial part of developing as a person to have people around you that get it. So online communities are an amazing way to do that. And finally, I wanted more interaction with you. So As a community, we're going to do one live video call a month so I can actually answer your questions in real time and we can get to interact a little bit more while you also get to interact with that group at large, right? And then of course the calls will be recorded if you miss it live. But to be a member of the collective, it's legit 
10 US dollars a month and anyone across the globe can join. Like I said, I wanted it to be affordable to everyone, but give you what I can't give you in this podcast, which is a deeper dive via video with worksheets and a community to be a part of and just a little bit more access to me. So truthfully, like mark my words, the collective is going to become a massive movement of women all across the globe supporting each other. And we're going to make waves as we're all growing and learning and evolving. And I'm so freaking excited. And if that sounds like something that you could benefit from, I would love to have you. I would love to have you as part of this community. So we're kicking off our first month in January and you can enroll today and snag your spot for 10 bucks at keishafitzgerald.com slash the collective. And of course the link is in the show notes. And then per usual girl, like reach out to me on Instagram or when you join, tag me so I can celebrate with you because I'm just so excited for you and what this decade is going to bring as you're on this personal growth journey, just constantly evolving and doing it with other people like, oh, okay. All right. I had to loop you in on the juice and now I know you're busy and you're en route to grandma's house or whatever. So I want to give you some tangible tools that you can use. So we're going to talk about one way to manage overwhelm in real time and three ways to proactively avoid it in the future. So first, to set the stage, when I say overwhelm, I'm referring to when your brain is legit, like so full, you kind of feel like a computer with like 800 million tabs open and like you're gonna explode or something. (laughs) And honestly, besides the fact that it feels really uncomfortable to have your brain feeling like it's gonna legit explode, it's also not really helpful to stay in that state for very long because it can lead to anxiety, a real like juicy, ugly cry, (laughs) getting angry at someone that maybe doesn't deserve it. Cough. Like when I get overwhelmed, it's definitely coming out on Cena, my fiance. And that's not cute. And it also could result in you throwing in the towel on your dreams or goals because you don't feel capable because you just feel like a hot mess express. So my go-to tip that's so simple, but helps so much in real time is to simply stop when you're feeling overwhelmed. Just take a second get out a piece of paper and physically write like with your hand, brain dump everything and get it out of your head. Every single thought that's going through your head, every feeling, every to do, just get it out like word vomit onto the page, pen and paper. Because so often we spend so much of our brain capacity worrying about all of these things that are likely not even going to happen or they're not relevant right now, or they're not even important to get done right now. But we feel like that computer with 800 million tabs open because we're like, ah, there's so much going on. So we want to eliminate that. Once you've vomited all on paper, you'll notice that a lot of the crap that you wrote down is like random things or other people's agenda items that aren't actually urgent or something that doesn't have to get done today, but would be like nice to do eventually, but it's taking up all this space in your brain and you're just feeling like a hot mess express and your brain doesn't function well with all of that crap, just filling it up. So we've got to get it out and then we've got to organize it. And for me, what I do is that brain dump, that doesn't take that long, right? If you're like, Keisha, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't have time to do your brain dump. Girl, it doesn't take that long. You're just going to word vomit it all into the paper, then look at the list and you're going to pick the three things that are the most important. If you have a cool highlighter, that sounds fun. Highlight it in pink highlighter or whatever, right? Those three items become what I like to call my cake for the day and everything else is sprinkles because that just sounds fun, right? So Not only does it set you up for success for that day because you can focus your brain because it's gotten some of that clutter out to do these main three things, but also 
you get what I think is so dang powerful, which is you tee yourself up to build confidence by getting a deposit in your bucket each to-do item that you get to cross off. I know, I know, you feel good like I do when you see something on your to-do list and you get to cross it off. In fact, I've definitely been in seasons of my life where I felt really overwhelmed, where like I've already showered and then I write down shower and then I cross off shower and I'm like, oh, I'm killing it. (laughs) We don't want to do that. We just want to make sure that we're not letting ourselves get overwhelmed with extra chaos that really doesn't serve us right? And there are lots of things that can help with overwhelm. Um, but this is just a quick one that you can do in real time. And it's a game changer for me. Honestly, it's helped me so freaking much and it's so dang simple. Now, of course, in an ideal situation, we don't get to that place where we want to explode like 800 million tabs are open and we legit feel like we can't handle it. And that stress is projected onto other people. So, I want to share three quick tips that help me prevent overwhelm in the first place so we can really take it into the new year with different habits that we're implementing. So the first one, I proactively time block my day to be more proactive versus reactive as often as I can. So let me explain like the concept of time blocking because everybody explains it differently. This is what I mean when I say it. Essentially, I mean that time blocking is proactively decide like deciding what allotted amount of time you're going to be working on something, like when you're going to do it. So a to-do list tells you like what you need to do. Time blocking tells you when you're going to do it and how much time you're allotting to do it. Because honestly, like when I realized how helpful this was, it was when I noticed that a lot of times the tasks that I need to do, they take the amount of time that I give them. And maybe you can connect with that. For example, like my fiance seen as like, Kesh, we have to be out of the door in 12 minutes. And I'm like fresh out the shower. And all of a sudden I'm ready to go in 12 minutes because like we have to leave. Versus if I don't have like, you know, if I give myself an hour, all of a sudden it's going to take me an hour to get ready. Same rules apply for work related things. Don't you think like you're looking at your email inbox. And if you just decide proactively that you have an email time block, that you are going to crush through this email in 30 minutes. You're like getting in the zone on that versus hopping all around to all of these different tasks because you've decided proactively, this is your email block. But if you spend all this time transitioning back and forth between tasks, you're like, crap, like I partially got some of these things done, but you waste so much time in the transitions and you're going to get a lot more done if you can be focused and you're working against a timer. And I think time blocking is especially helpful when you're proactively deciding this amount of time that you're going to spend on that particular task because you're so much more likely to laser focus. And then, like I mentioned before, you're putting that confidence deposit from accomplishing one thing and then moving to the next thing. And it just feels a little bit less chaotic in the whole process of doing it. And truthfully, I got so like ninja about this time blocking concept that I bought a time cube off Amazon that like I can link it in the show notes for you actually in case you want it. But basically you pick the amount of time and then you flip it over. And when that time is that amount of time is gone, then it vibrates and like lights up. And it was like 15 bucks, I think on Amazon. And it's really helpful. But before I even bought that fancy little time cube, I used to just do it with a timer on my phone going backwards. Right. So I would say like email block 30 minutes, get in the zone case. Don't squirrel. Don't like flip over your phone. So text like messages aren't a thing. So notifications like get out of here. I'm in the zone. And then I would actually do it for 30 minutes. Right. So anyways, okay. Tip number two 
kind of related to tip number one, um, but I want to make it its own tip because I think it's so important, which is try scheduling one of these time blocks to be catch up time at the end of the day before scheduled unplug time. So let me kind of break that down. What I mean is it helps me so much to have one block at the end of the day. And I used to do this even when I like worked in the corporate world where at the end of the day, I would have a time block that was literally just like my random stuff, my random to-dos. Or if you're using that like cake and sprinkles concept that I've explained before, um, that's just like your sprinkle stuff, the random stuff that you need to get done. And you block off a time to just get some of those extra things done, like a boost of confidence because you get those things that aren't as important, but you give yourself that time to kind of close up loose ends before you leave, just to get some of that clutter out of your brain before you leave the office. Or, you know, even as an entrepreneur, I make sure that I have a block like that in my day so I can get some of those random things done. And immediately afterwards, I'm unplugged, at least for a time period where I'm not within an arm's length distance of my phone so I can be present and my work stuff doesn't like linger forever. And my fiance, Sina, and I even took it to the next level and we actually unplug at night where we don't bring our phones and we walk our dog Lizzie around downtown San Diego where we live. And we do like a two and a half mile loop with her. And it just really like marks the end of the day and we get to decompress. So that's been really helpful. So the point is time block to be proactive versus reactive, right? So that you can get in the zone and not feel like you're wasting a ton of time, like transitioning between things, but then try scheduling your last time block of the day to be like your catch up time for that extra fluffy stuff and then follow it with a time block that's unplugged completely. Maybe that's like eating dinner with your family and your phone's in another room, right? That is so helpful for your brain to just know how to be present for what you're doing. And of course this takes time and it's a habit that you have to build, but consistently starting to do that has been so helpful for me to not feel so crazy, like chaotic and more present and grounded. And finally, I feel like it'd be weird to not mention this because I think this has been so helpful. Number three, to prevent overwhelm, get into the habit of asking yourself, what can you outsource to someone else? Who can you ask for help from? Is there anything that you can take off your plate that doesn't actually have to get done by you? And as you know, I have my own business. So I'm getting really good at the question of, does this have to get done by me or can somebody else do this? But even if you don't have your own business, having this awareness of your own bandwidth is so powerful. And don't let your ego get in the way, right? If you have people on your team, like direct reports or coworkers that can help you with some of this stuff that's on your plate, don't be afraid to ask. Because sometimes in the corporate world, or at least I'll speak for myself, right? When I was in the corporate world, I would sometimes hold on to things that I could teach someone else to do simply because I've just been doing it for so long that I feel like it's easier for me to just do it or like I'm the only one that can do it. But truthfully, is that actually the case? Like, are you the only one that can do that thing that you're doing? Or could it save you time in the long haul if you taught someone else, right? Is there something that you are spending your time doing that doesn't actually require you to be the one doing it that could give you more time and bandwidth to focus on the things that could only be done by you, right? Is there something that you could take one day or even like, honestly, like one hour, two hours to teach someone else or learn how to automate that could save you time in the long haul? Because sometimes in the corporate world or even in our own business, 
I found that I have to like take a second to like slow down, take inventory on how I'm actually spending my time. Because sometimes, right, if we're not taking inventory, we can get overwhelmed because we just get bogged down and our brain is thinking about 800 million things again. So if I slow down for a second, I take inventory on how I'm spending my time. Then I can outsource some things that I don't need to be doing. And then I can speed up or I can just have creative space because I'm not bogged down with all these like mundane tasks that don't actually have to get done by me. Right. And actually, I want to just mention too, if like, if it's your personal life, it's very interesting, especially as women, sometimes we make it seem like it's a bad thing to ask for help or we're like embarrassed to ask for help. Like if we ask for help, that means that we're not capable, but it's not true. Like smart people ask for help because they know they can't show up as their best selves if they're burnt out or if they've got 800 million tabs open. They know that paying someone else to do something like, for example, like clean your house or maybe do some of your meal prep or, you know, get your groceries delivered, that then you can spend that time building your business, which actually has a bigger return on your investment. Um, or outsourcing something to someone that can give you more freedom to be present with your people. And one thing, last thing, sorry, my brain is kind of swirling here, but <laughs> the la- last thing I want to mention is I've noticed that sometimes when I ask people to help me, they actually get excited to help me. They feel appreciated if they are needed to accomplish the task. So by not asking them, sometimes there are people in your life that are legit getting robbed of potential joy if we don't ask them to help. And sometimes we forget to think about that part, right? We don't want to rob people of potential joy of helping us or feeling like they're part of a mission if there is something that you can outsource to them. So to recap and kind of just like end this with a little bow here. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now, my go-to tip that helps me so much is to stop. Stop for a second. Breathe. That was a weird breath, but breathe. Get out a piece of paper and brain dump everything and just get out of your head. Pick the three most important things that you want to get done and start moving towards that, your cake. And then if you are wanting to proactively prevent overwhelm, three tips. Number one, proactively time block your day as much as you can so you can focus in on specific tasks and just live in this state of being a little bit more proactive versus reactive. Number two, try scheduling your last time block of the day to be like a catch-up time so you can close up loose ends before you leave the office or before you close down if you're an entrepreneur, right? And then following that, make sure you've got an unplugged, scheduled, proactively blocked off time for you to be present so you can be where your feet are, right? And number three, get into the habit of asking yourself, what can you outsource to someone else? Who can you ask for help from? Is there anything that you can take off your plate? Not just because um, it's helpful for you, but also because we don't want to rob people of potential joy from getting to help us because people love to help people. You would be so surprised by how many people in your life would love it if you could just say, can you help me? And they get to provide that to you because you've provided it to them. And finally, if you're interested in joining our online community, which I mentioned at the beginning, The Collective, for a deeper dive on personal growth topics each month with 15-minute video content and worksheets that you get to have in this online portal that's so freaking cool and a community of women all across the globe and a little bit more access to me, pop on over to kshafitzgerald.com slash The Collective or check the show notes for the link. And of course, I hope that you have 
so many more tools in your toolbox from this episode. And if you checked out that family dynamics episode to really go into this holiday season, be present, love people for who they are, release some of those expectations, manage a little bit of the overwhelm. And remember, you are capable beyond what you even imagine and everything is working for you. Okay, you've got this. I'm rooting for you. And I will talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share it with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.